So we are drinking Two Roads, Little Heaven. This was honestly my favorite beer before I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking like over two years ago. I was on a medication for something for my stomach and I just couldn't drink beers while I was on it for like a month. So one month just kind of turned into over two years. But recently I've been, you know, enjoying a few IPAs here or there. I used to brew my own beer. Um, I really like these ones. I think Two Roads is out of Connecticut. So, yep. Cheers, guys. Oh, yeah. The Mosaic Hops hit. Big fan of Mosaic. So I was going to talk about my journey today. And everything that I did and what I learned along the way. Now, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Shane. I've been living in a van for a year now. So, <clears throat> let's start from the beginning, shall we? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, I bought a house when I was 25 years old. I'm now 31. I sold my house when I was 30. No, right before my 30th birthday. So I started getting it together. I redid the kitchen. I did a whole bunch of improvements in the house. And with every mortgage payment that I made for like two or three years, I was overpaying my mortgage. So I had a pretty nice chunk of equity in my house. So I ended up making 70 grand and when all said and done after paying the lawyers and realtors and everything, I walked away with 52 grand. So I was able to buy my van for 22,000 and then I built out my conversion. I did everything myself. Um, I've been doing woodworking since I was 13 years old and, you know, working with my dad and learning stuff from those guys at work ever since I was young. So plumbing, electrical, all that stuff. I went to school for, um, to become a hot tub technician we're called. So we learn about electricity relays and like all that jazz, but basically we're working with 110 and 220. So working with DC was kind of a whole different ball game, but it's, you know, straight, pretty straightforward. Um, if you're, if you can figure basic electric out, you can figure out, how to do a solar system. So got my van, built it out myself. Ah, this is where the fun begins. Um, I was supposed to leave in September of last year of 2019, but my brother was getting married in October and my cousin Becky was also getting married at the end of September. And, you know, they're pretty important people in my life. So I decided to stick around for that. Um, so I ended up leaving October 29th, 2019. And I left probably around 12 o'clock. And I didn't... I, I didn't know... I didn't even know where I was going. I didn't have... Like, I didn't write down an address. I didn't type anything into my GPS. I just got on the road... And I started driving in my van. 
no real plan. I knew I wanted to go to California. I didn't know how I was going to get there. So I just basically started driving west in the direction that I knew. And I was like, all right, I'm going to hit Pennsylvania. Once I hit Pennsylvania, I knew how to get to Pennsylvania. So I was like, once I hit Pennsylvania, you know, I'll throw in like Colorado on my GPS and I'll head to Colorado. But a massive snowstorm was hitting. So I was forced out of the north. I had to leave. Um, I My van is not equipped with heat or anything like that. So I started heading south. Um, I went through Pennsylvania. I went into like West Virginia. I went down through Arkansas, which was really weird. I was in Arkansas for Halloween. And it was... I was off the side of the road near this rest area and these people were having this like big barbecue and cookout. They look like they know how to party in Arkansas, honestly. I'll give them that. <laughs> uh, not really my scene though. I'm not real. Uh, yeah, I'm not a city boy, but <clears throat> yeah, I'm a South Jersey boy. So grew up by the ocean and that sort of thing. So Arkansas really wasn't my thing. <laughs> I started driving through Texas. Texas was very cool. I don't like how big Texas was. Texas took like 18 days to get through. Honestly, don't know how you guys do it. Um, I pulled over at this gas station in the middle of nowhere. And this dude, who's probably my age, um, they are built way bigger than I am, way more muscular. <laughs> so, um, definitely looked like he was like a working man. He like came out with like his boots and his hat on and stuff. And he was like, did you build out that van? And I was like, yeah. He's like, man, I always wanted to do that. And, you know, had a cool conversation with that guy. So met a dude in Texas. Didn't get your name, but shout out to that dude. Um, then I headed through New Mexico and I ended up buying some cool blankets for my dogs. So I still have those. So I still have that memory. Then I got through Arizona. I remember sleeping at a Walmart parking lot one night. And a bunch of kids surrounded my van. And started banging on my van in the middle of the night. And that was like the first week being in my van. So I was pretty shook. I thought it was the cops at first. And I wasn't all about that last thing I wanted to do was be told to leave and I was not an experienced van lifer at all so basically I'm staying at rest areas and I'm staying at Walmarts Ugh. I stayed at a few rest areas coming back and they weren't bad for me now because I can sleep through pretty much you know any kind of road noise or trains or anything that's outside of my van I'm I'm pretty much used to. I can sleep through it. So rest areas aren't a big deal for me now. But back then they were because the trucks with their generators and, you know, staying in them. It's just not real van life. It sucks staying in rest areas and Walmarts too. Um, so, yeah, finally made it into California after I think it took me five days and I went very slow. I was stopping a lot, uh, you know, letting my dogs out, walking around, checking places out. I remember when I was in New Mexico, um, I came across a stray dog and his feet were just covered in those little thorns. 
and he's limping everywhere. And I can tell this dude is in serious pain, but he would not come to me so I can help him. It was literally breaking my heart. I was like, dude, please come to me. And he would not come to me. I got food. I got water out. He would drink and eat. But as soon as I would approach or like try to like even inch towards him, I turn my back and start walking. He'd go away. I saw like so many stray dogs in New Mexico. It was pretty sad. That was the only one I interacted with though. So finally got to California. I remember coming to a fork in the road and I think it said Palm Springs or it said Joshua Tree. And I didn't want to go to Joshua Tree just yet. So I decided to hit Palm Springs and I went to a KOA campground because my mom had told me to stay at one. Oh my God, Walmarts, rest areas, and I'm paying for campgrounds. What an amateur. So, after paying a fortune, staying in those places, finally made my way to the coast. First place I checked out was Dana Point, which was pretty epic. Um, a little taken back. Um, I remember hopping out of my van, you know, walking up to the beach and walking around and just like seeing so many homeless. And it was... It was really nice and it was really pretty, but I'm like walking past the trash cans and I can just hear rats. And I remember looking at the bottom of my feet and they were just black. And I was just like, wow, this is not very clean over here. Um, I guess I'm very blessed where I'm from because I can walk around barefoot anywhere around here. I can walk through the Wawa store, 7-Eleven anywhere it's you know it's a beach town people are cool with it but yeah my feet don't get anything like they did there <laughs> no disrespect to uh dana point but yeah and um checked out san clemente which was pretty cool um got some tacos there very good uh newport beach had pretty good tacos as well so basically i'm just like hopping around and um, actually, while I was in Dana Point, I was staying at Tahini State Park and I was paying for campsites there. So this went on for like a few weeks and I was like, okay, van life is not going to last long for me at all because I'm going to burn through all my money. And um, it really sucked, honestly. I was not having a good time. It was stressful. I'm driving around. I'm just like afraid to park in places. And I'm just a complete amateur on the road. I've never camped before. I've never, you know, I've driven long distances, but I've never done anything like this in my life. So it was really, you know, out of the ordinary. So long story short, I reach out to this fan lifer that I'm following online. And he wrote in one of his posts, hey, we're going to be in the, I think he said San Francisco area. If anybody's in that area, let us know. And I was like, I was in San Diego. And I was like, yeah, dude, actually, I'm heading there, you know, tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, you want to meet up? And I'm like, no way. Okay. So I have these 
it was him and his girlfriend. And I'm like, okay, we got a van lifer here. You know, this is awesome. Finally ma making a new... I was excited, you know? So, actually met them in Santa Cruz. So, I drove all the way from San Diego to Santa Cruz in one day. Met up with them at night. Great time with them in Santa Cruz. They were showing me the ropes. They showed me how to stealth camp, where to park, you know, how to look on iOverlander, what to look for, you know, all the all, all like the basics to look through, look for water spigots, where to fill up with water, how to fill up, you know, all the stuff that I needed to learn. It was honestly a blessing. And we traveled to Yosemite together. And I will never forget. I've written about it in my posts, but I'll, I will never ever forget this moment in my life. We rolled up to El Cap in the morning before the sun came up. It was freezing. Got my Uggs on, you know, all these layers. We're outside shooting some photos and we made coffee and we watched the first light hit the face of El Cap. And it was just like one of those moments that you'll you'll never forget in your life. Bucky's snoring. <laughs> For those of you who are new, um, Bucky typically he snores during my podcast, so get used to it. <laughs> That's how it's gonna be. So, anyway, after Yosemite, headed to San Diego. And I was talking to another van lifer online and she had told me that um, I was headed. I told her I was heading to Encinitas and she was like, wow, I just left Encinitas. Go to this place, this place, this place, this place. See, this is why the van life community and reaching out online is extremely important because I didn't do that for my first month and I didn't have any friends. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know where to go. It's like. You know, if you have a significant other, I'm sure it's easier on you. But all by yourself, it's like, it's not the easiest thing. So, mm, this beer is delicious. So, go to San Diego. I go to Encinitas. I go to all the places that she says. And she mentions to her friend, hey, um, my other friend is in Encinitas as well. I'll introduce, I'll introduce you. So, I got introduced to a new friend through that friend made other friends and so on and so on and all of a sudden i'm going to these van life meetups i'm going to like tiny fest i'm hanging out with all these van lifers all these nomads who share the same exact passion as me which is traveling and just being out in the world and i spent the next i spent it was like december 14th january february all the way until COVID hit in mid-March, I was in Encinitas. And if you've ever been to Encinitas, you know the vibe there. And you know what Encinitas is all about. Honestly, one of the most beautiful places. In the, the people are so kind. The streets are so cool. My friends are there right now, and I'm so jealous of them. <laughs> I wish I was there. As soon as I, you know, we'll get into that, but yeah, Encinitas. Oh, miss it. So, 
I'm in Encinitas. I'm having this magical time living this van life, meeting all these people, um, showering at the gym constantly, like every day. So it's like normal. Then all of a sudden this thing, I go to Joshua Tree and I come back from Joshua Tree and I go into the supermarket and the shelves are just empty with to no toilet paper. And I'm like, what the F is going on here? So somebody in line was talking about it and then I started asking people and looking it up and then I heard about this the virus and I learned about COVID-19. So it was like kind of a it was very scary to me I was like holy shit you know nothing like this has ever happened in my life I'm 31 years old it we've never experienced anything like this and I'm like okay this is very scary I'm 3,000 miles away from home all by myself with my dogs so shit hits the fan and I have to leave California because no well, not California, but I have to leave Encinitas because they're not that cool with van lifers right now during a virus. They shut down all the state parks and all the beaches and all that stuff. So I basically had to go out to the desert and that's what I did. I chose Sedona. So I drove from Encinitas to Sedona and Sedona was, gosh, those, oh my God, Sedona was like, the most beautiful place I've ever been. Peaceful. Just. Peace. In Sedona. An amazing energy there. I wasn't ready for that. I was not. I'm going to spend some time in Sedona. When I go back across the country. Wow. Sedona has my heart. Honestly. Okay. So. I was in Sedona for about a week, and then shit really hit the fan. Then they started closing national parks and all that stuff. And I was heading to Utah, and but I hit a snowstorm, so I had to turn around anyway. So I went into Las Vegas. I drove through Las Vegas at night. It was like completely empty. Nobody was on the streets. It was very eerie. So I drove through Las Vegas into Death Valley. Now, I chose deserts because I have... A shower spigot off the back they closed all the gyms so i was screwed so i'm like i might as well be in warm weather while i'm showering so i was basically hiding out in the deserts for over a month and i hit death valley i hit joshua tree i hit the alabama hills which was an another place wow alabama hills i did some serious healing in the alabama hills I had no reception, so that was a deep, yeah. I can't wait to go back back to all these places, and, and new places along the way, like Texas. I haven't even explored Texas yet. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So, shit's going down. I'm bouncing around all these places as long as I can, and... Then all of a sudden they start closing every place, like everywhere, shutting down everything. And I'm like, okay. And it was the shutdown for like two weeks. And I'm like, okay, I got to get the hell out of here. So <clears throat> I head back to Arizona because 
my fan crapped out in my roof and my fan is very important for me and my dogs without that my dogs are i can't leave my dogs in my car for more than five minutes so i have family in arizona and phoenix so i went to the desert right right above phoenix there's blm land i stayed out there ordered all my parts fixed my fan in a walmart parking lot then said goodbye to the family filled up my water which is pretty awesome because water was hard to find then um they closed down like glacier glacier stations and every it's like it was literally like they were like forcing me to go back to new jersey and i was just like no i'm fighting through this <laughs> i was staying all alone by myself i wasn't talking to anybody i i had less contact than than the average person did so i was doing my part so leave phoenix head back to joshua trey and I decided to head to Oregon. And I went up the 395. And that was one of the most beautiful drives I've ever been on. I didn't get to experience it because everything was closed. Every hot springs was closed. Every area was closed. <clears throat> Apparently in like Bishop, Van Lifer's tires were getting slashed and stuff with out-of-state tags. Um, which is not cool but i understand like during a virus you don't want people coming in and spreading viruses like so i i felt unwanted from you know like everywhere i went i felt unwanted and it, it was a really shitty feeling and i was all alone and it was a test it was a huge test in my life you know if i can get through this I know I, oh, what else, you know, besides death and everything, what else you got for me? So finally, I get to Oregon, Bend, Oregon, and nobody's wearing masks. <laughs> I'm like, okay, this is, you know, way different than California. Everybody's bugging out in California. So I get to Bend, everybody's chill. I'm staying out in the woods. I'm eating good. I have a place for my water. And everything's going well. And I ended up staying in Bend for six months. <laughs> no, five months. Yeah, just shy of six months. And while I was there, I built out half of my van. I gutted it. And um, I really did a lot of healing on myself. I was still riddled with anxiety and I couldn't take deep breaths. I couldn't take full breaths. I felt like there was like this fist constricting my breath. Like I couldn't do that for the longest time. I was just so stressed out. I remember waking up every morning and just like my heart would just be beating a mile a minute and I slept in a tent for three months out there and just being in the fresh air, just being under the stars. I was making fires every night. Like I was really living. I was showering in the freaking rivers. My favorite thing to do was I would go into sisters from Bend 
and I would get on the Mackenzie, Mackenzie Pass or the Mackenzie Highway, I think it was called. And I had this little area that I pulled off and I found it by accident. And there was this little ditch that you can walk down. There was this pathway. And it was like this private river spot. I've shown it on some of my stories. And I could just get butt-ass naked and shower there. Or not shower. I call it a shower. But a hippie dip. Whatever you want to call it. Clean myself there. With Dr. Bronner's. Don't worry. And I know people get upset about that. But man, not a big deal compared to what most people do. So... I do my part in the environment. I produce my own electricity, all that stuff. So don't even go there. <laughs> but um, one time I was there, this little kid came down there. And I was like, okay. And he's with his mom, too. And his mom was peeking down. I'm like, good thing I'm not butt-ass naked right now. Because I probably... I, actually, it's Oregon. I probably wouldn't get arrested. Because any hot spring you go to, anywhere you go in Oregon, there is butt-ass naked hippies walking around everywhere. I wasn't on that level, you know? Like, yeah, I'm comfortable walking around naked in front of people, but not, like, in public like that. That's not my thing, really. <laughs> I mean, if it's nighttime, like, skinny dipping and stuff, but, yeah. Also, like, five to ten minutes away from Ben's. Not even, like, four, no, I don't even think it was, no, it was way longer than that. It was, like, 45 minutes away from Ben's. It was, like, the Cascade Lakes, and... Some of the, like Devil's Lake was one of the most beautiful lakes I've ever seen. Oregon was just the greenest, the most amazing place. Like you could literally just drive 10, 20 minutes down the road and just be completely in nature away from everybody. Just throw up a hammock and you're on this lake. It's one of the coolest places oh i cannot get enough of oregon i want okay we'll get into that in a minute what's going on with oregon but i had the best time in oregon and i did not want to leave but then i got hit with the smoke from the fires so i'm living out in the woods breathing in the smoke and it was thick oh my god everything smelled like smoke in my van it was like i couldn't get away from it at least people could go normal people could go inside and stuff but i'm out in the in my van and it's not so i'm breathing in all this smoke and it's giving me anxiety so i decided to leave oregon i was like i'm gonna go back east so that's what i did hit some awesome hot springs along the way um Idaho, didn't really get to see Idaho too much. Idaho smelled like onions when I was driving through. Nebraska, whole lot of nothing. Corn in Nebraska. It's just a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Iowa. If you're from Iowa, I'm sorry. <laughs> as soon as I got in Illinois... I noticed the road rage and I noticed the aggressive driving. When I got no Ohio, very aggressive. When I got into Pennsylvania, extremely aggressive. When I got into New Jersey, I was like, yep, yeah, here I am back in this fucking aggressive craziness. So 
I didn't enjoy the drive home. I enjoyed the southern route a lot better. Um, probably because, I don't know, if you've listened to my car accident episode, you know that I don't like to drive fast now because of that incident. I drive very slow. So if I'm driving in a 75 mile per hour zone, I'm probably going somewhere between 73 and 75, like on and off. So I'm the guy that you're passing. So when I get into these aggressive states, it doesn't go well. And especially New Jersey, it is so stressful driving here. Just for me to go to PetSmart is extremely stressful. I have to like two miles ahead, I have to get into the left lane to prepare for a turn. Like it's crazy. In Oregon, oh my God. They're like, they see me put my blinker on, they like slam on their brakes and like throw their hand out. They're like, go ahead, go ahead, go, go, go. Like Oregon's like super friendly. I like make the joke. If you were to break down in Oregon, like that's the kind of place where a dude would roll up and be like, oh yeah, I'll I'll hook you up and I'll tow you to my farm over here. We got we got plenty of places for you to stay. We got a we got a big guest barn. You can park your van out front. You can pitch a tent in the yard if you like. And then we'll we'll take you on to our private waterfall. My wife will cook you dinner. You can go pick your own eggs in the morning. Like Oregon is just like full of surprises. Like I love Oregon. So as soon as I got into Pennsylvania, I wanted to just chill out. So I found this cool park. It was it was pretty cool. Um, it's in one of my posts. I strung up my hammock and I just chilled there all day and just like decompressed and just chilled and um, slept at a rest area, which was pretty quiet that night and then drove straight into New Jersey. When, oh, excuse me. When I got into New Jersey, as soon as I was driving over the bridge, of the Delaware River. I had a big smile on my face and I said out loud, Oregon. And that's all, honestly, it's all I can think about. It, my mind just keeps seeing trails in front of me, walking, hikes, waterfalls, rivers, hot springs. I'm obsessed with Oregon, man. And I haven't even seen half of it. When I was leaving Oregon, I stopped at this hot springs. Junturo Hot Springs. Junturo. I don't know how you say it. Junturo. One of the most amazing hot springs I've ever been to in my entire life. Wow. Incredible. I had to walk across a river to get there. Like, it was insane. I had this private hot spring all to myself. Like, I cannot get over how incredible Oregon is. I didn't even see Washington either. And I haven't even gotten into Canada yet. Could, oh my God, there's so much for me to explore. Okay, so we'll get into that. All right, so back in New Jersey, since I've been back, I've been getting my van together. I mean, really getting it together. And it's up for sale. Um, it's on Van Life Trader right now. I need to put it on RV Trader. 
I'm just gonna I'm gonna wait for Van Life Trader and see what happens because I don't want to put it out on all these different sites and pay money and one was good enough you know so I'm just it hasn't even posted on the one yet so we're gonna wait for that see what happens there see if I get any bites and um hopefully the van goes quick I love this van but it's you know it's gonna get me to my next step in life so as soon as this one sells I'm gonna buy another van and I'm most likely going to insulate the floor insulate the walls insulate the ceiling put in the fan put in the lights pack up all my shit and get the fuck out of here <laughs> i kid you not um not that i i hate it but i needed to come back i felt like i needed to close some chapters in my life even though there wasn't any like specific chapters i felt like i just needed to come back see what was going on and you know really say goodbye because i didn't think i would be gone for that long honestly and since i've been back i haven't experienced any anxiety i can breathe i feel good but it's just it's one of those things where i'm just itching i'm itching to get back out there so gonna get my van together in the most basic way and i'm gonna head back to bend and i'm gonna find an apartment complex hopefully that's like a first level apartment complex and i'm just gonna rent an apartment and i'm gonna live in the apartment and i'm going to have my van and i'm going to build it out of the diy cave and i know i'll have my apartment but as soon as my van's done I'm going to be taking trips, you know, all over the place. And it'll be nice to have the apartment in the winter because I love snowboarding and I'm not too crazy about leaving my dogs in the van while I snowboard. I will be like taking a run and then coming back down, going to the van. Actually, that doesn't sound too bad. But I was going to say I can have, you know, like a dog walker or something come to my apartment and let the dogs out so I know they're good to go but yeah that doesn't sound like a bad idea with the snowboarding so I don't know we're gonna figure it out um but yeah I've decided to start over in Oregon it doesn't have to be specifically Bend but that's where my I have a, a storage container there with my surfboards my snowboard and a few other things so gotta go back there to get that stuff um i don't have to stay there though so we'll see where that goes from there but right now i'm focusing on my podcast i got a new microphone which you see in my post um i'm really trying to step up my game my last episode it went really well i think and I was cringing at myself for how many times I was saying the word like, 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 oh my God. I've never had that problem before. When I first started podcasting, it was me saying, um, 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 all the time. But so I've been really focusing on not saying like, 
and it turns out that I don't say it. I don't know why I was saying it during that episode. Very strange. But I'm really trying to build this podcast. I am trying to focus on my TikTok as well. I just hit 60,000 followers on my TikTok. And I didn't take it seriously when I first started TikTok. But now I'm starting to realize that it's a really big platform and I should take it seriously. And I've been, I had this incident happen. And I guess I, I have to be careful with how I respond to people because there was this one person. I'm going to assume it was a male. And um, he wrote something like, well, I'm glad you can do it, but it's not so easy for other people. Not everyone can do what you did. And it was just like, I was like, okay, well, with that attitude, like, I didn't say that, but I wasn't very sensitive with my response. I said, the first step is stop making excuses. And he fired back, man. He was like, I realized how insensitive you are and blah, blah, blah. And you're fake. You're not real. You're a liar. Like all this stuff and just started blasting me. And I responded with, you know, the world isn't going to hand you anything. Nobody's going to give you anything. Nobody gave me sympathy. You got to go out and make your life happen. You can't just sit around and feel sorry for yourself. And that's the absolute truth. This whole, like, wanting sympathy in the world. Like, there is love and compassion, you know, and... If you listen to my my podcast and you've read my posts and stuff like that, you know I'm a loving and compassionate person. So it's not like... But the world is a harsh place. So me giving him a harsh response was the right response, honestly, in my opinion. But not really for him. So he started blasting me and... All of a sudden, he just starts going through my comments and responding to all these people and saying he's a liar, like all this stuff. Like it had to be like a 14 year old kid who was just like really pissed off. And like, I feel bad. And if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, dude. But yeah, I had to block him. So <laughs> um, kind of sucks. And really stupid. Honestly, I'm 31 years old. I shouldn't have to deal with this shit. But that's the reality of social media. And I have to be careful with my responses. And I have to realize that I guess I'm an influencer on TikTok. I don't know. I don't know what... It, I don't consider myself an influencer on Instagram. You know, I only have like 12,000 followers on Instagram. But I guess I am on TikTok. It's just, but... So... I ran, Oh my god. And some girl told me to kill myself last week because i didn't respond to her dms apparently which i don't even think that i have but listen i'm trying okay i guess i really have to you know and people are gonna say oh don't be too hard on yourself well it's i want to make i want to make a difference in people's lives so i do need to take this seriously and i do need to take my responses seriously and i try to sit down and I try to respond to all these messages. There's just so many. I'm not. I never experienced, you know, hate or anything from anybody before. So it's like, I guess I should expect it, you know, coming with, you know, the territory that it comes with. So I'm not 
I'm not too upset. I just need to figure out how I'm going to handle it without getting upset. And <clears throat> sometimes I have to tell myself when I open up my phone, I'm like, listen, there's going to be some really fucked up comments. And I delete most of them, but there are a lot of fucked up comments that I have to just breeze by and, you know, not let them get to me. And, you know stay on course and focus on what I'm doing and that's you know the inner stoke podcast and spreading stoke and building vans <laughs> and you know sharing my journey with all of you and I am so grateful for my life and what I've been through in this past year I've really learned so much about myself and what I want and I've learned how to really get in touch with myself and my anxiety has literally just melted away from all of this my fear I know what I want I know what I can do I know where I can go I for those feeling trapped for those feeling like they're stuck and they're in this little bubble. And they're in the same town. And it's the same friends. And it's the same routines. And the same triggers. You see somebody that you don't that like doesn't like you or you have a past with. And it triggers something in your body, a chemistry. Your chemistry changes. I needed to get away from all that. That I I burned too many bridges here. And coming back, like, I had a lot of fear of those triggers. And, um, thankfully, nothing serious yet. And I don't really plan on sticking around for a while, so we'll see. So the plan is, yeah, <clears throat> we're selling the van, we're getting a new one, and we're heading back out west, going to Bend. And we're going to see where life takes us, and we're going to start over. This is officially the start to my new life which is which is very exciting van life was just the vessel to see where i wanted to put roots and i know oregon is my place where i want to live for sure oregon so yeah cheers to oregon that's for you guys you just got a new resident well pretty soon I am a very, very safe driver. You will not have a problem with me on the road, speeding or anything like that. I use my turn signals. If I park in a parking lot, I always park in the back, so I'm not taking up front spots. Um, I always hold the door for people. I always say hello to people. Um, I always pick up my dog's poop. I always park in a responsible way, so I'm not, you know, in anybody's way or blocking anybody's way, and, you know. So, basically, you're getting the best of the best, so just get ready. Um, I'm going to play a song, which I haven't played music on this podcast in a while. I'm interested to see how it's going to sound with my microphone, but... um. Yeah, this song's called Letter to Madeline. 
Look like a hundred guns held on me Hung by the shed Detroit General Company Calling boy come out We have you jail Behind a buckshot door I stood still Wondering how the hell The bastards found me In those hills Clinging to a letter That I wish I'd mailed Go rest this flooded county line, and when I get home, we'll have a grand old time. Don't you shed no tears, or be surprised, if you get the word that your wild man's up and died, just set me up a stone on that high hillside. Now in a pouring snow, sad but swift. Headed down the highway, hoping that the burden my blues would lift. Praying that the whiskey would keep me brave. Oh, but I got caught in the cold, looking like a hobo without no mercy from the road. Feeling like a dead man without a grave. This flooded county line And when I get home We'll have a grand old time Don't you shed no tears Or be surprised If you get the word That your wild man's up and died Just set me up a stone On that high hillside Bloodied up and chained My legs been down I woke to find a faith, the hands of four men gathered round, cursing for the bag that they knew I'd been. The more they stomped and moaned, the more I prayed, feeling every spark flying off the fire, the rusty blade. Said, better think it through, this is your last chance, yeah. This flooded county line And when I get home We'll have a grand old time Don't you shed no tears Or be surprised If you get the word That your wild man's up and died Just set me up a stone On a high hillside Oh my, oh mess up once but yeah pretty good um hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode and i'll see you on the next one